Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and Drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey, Shyla. How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I got one of those crazy weeks where semesters are ending and summer programs are starting. And so if I can survive it to Sunday and to the Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to be okay. But I have a mountain of grading and all those things. So I'm just kind of like a woman on a mission. Do you know what that's like to be a yes. woman on a mission? I know you do. I I totally, I totally do. Um, but now that you say that, I... Uh, a woman on a mission. Oh my word, Jasmine! I I have to tell you the story because I think I went, I think I went into mean girl territory. But like, I'm not even sure. I mean, and only to myself. So like, like, like let's like not make this like a thing. But okay, so my sister and my sister-in-law and law and myself um went to an undisclosed location. location. You don't want to tell I, people where you I travel. I don't want to be. <laughs> right, because I don't, well, no, it's not that I don't want it, because it, like, kind of identifies there's more to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you went away, though, for a girls' we weekend, the three of you. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went and um, we met a person. Oh, okay. Well, I can say that we were in Nashville. That's fair to say. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I love a good the... story. It's like undisclosed. We were in Nashville. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I yeah. was trying to decide which part of this I was going to preserve of the person's identity. I won't, I won't say how we met this person. Okay. Um, but this person packed up all of their stuff. A, a woman packed up all of their stuff to move to Nashville. And um, yeah, so she's a, a singer songwriter. And my sister and I got to the airport and we were like, we should, we should listen to like, you know, an EP. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't great oh. and so like okay. i feel really bad cuz like how do you, like so so let me just let me just get this straight okay so the three of you are like on your girls weekend and you meet someone uh-huh. there and this person's uh-huh. like i moved here i sold my stuff i i packed up my yeah, life i moved like, there and you were like oh this is so like cool like across the country we can yeah. now listen to her yeah. stuff and then you listen to it and you're like oof are you now worried for her future um, I mean, I guess she has gainful employment otherwise, but like, I, I just made me think about like, what in my life do I really suck at that people just don't know it'll tell, tell you. Me. Are you, so are you going to continue knowing this person? Like, did you ever contact no, information? No, 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 Oh, you literally no, just no, met no, her no, and no. you were like, oof. No, no, So your concern yeah. here is not that you have to like figure out some kind way to communicate that your concern here is that like, what if we're all walking around with the thing that we're not good at that everybody's like, yeah, I have yeah, this. And, like, I have this from time to time you, as a performer. I and worry. do you like... Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, do you tell someone? Like, I don't even know how you go about like, no, and you don't. like, even just having those thoughts is as mean girl, right? But like, someone literally gave up their entire life, like, moved across the country to do a thing, and like, it's admirable that she was in pursuit of a goal, right? In in pursuit of this, whatever. Right? Like, that's cool. Like, I can get behind that. It's just like. How do we know when so we're really bad? So is there bad? any possibility <laughs> that this is just someone else's taste? Like, for example, bluegrass is not my favorite thing. So if she's a bluegrass artist, I'm probably not going to, like, appeal to that. Or are you like, holy crap, who let her out in the world? I can't believe this happened. People are stealing her money when they take her into a studio. Like, what what level of what are we on here? 
We're like two beyond. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna make you listen to okay. it because I think you, I think you need to hear it because <laughs> I'm excited. Maybe my untrained ear, but it would. It's okay. Anyway, so that my whole point of this is, yes. how do you not be a mean girl? Right? Oh, like, well, middle school Jasmine I don't... didn't fought with this every day. Like, you know, and even I find myself, I think, okay, in all seriousness, and I think you kind of know a little bit about how I feel about this, the way that you don't be a mean girl is you surround yourself with the nice girls, with the people that you can say, right. I have yeah. this thought but you know that I, you know, you're not wishing this person ill. You're not jealous. You're not, not um, wishing anything yeah. of that. You're just sincerely hoping that so- that she will wind up at the right place, which is probably what's going to happen anyway, you know, and thankfully she does have gainful employment. Right. So, no, I don't think it's mean to have an opinion about whether or not something's pleasurable or not, or even whether or not someone is investing their activities maybe in the wrong, in the wrong items. But you do start to feel like has someone taken advantage of encouraging something that maybe they shouldn't have? I don't right. know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I struggle with that yeah. piece of the talent side of things because I feel like everyone can change things to a point with effort and, and those types of things. But yeah. So what part of it made you feel like a mean girl? The part that you were like, oof, this is hideous. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you packed up your whole life for this. And then I was <laughs> like, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> So then at that moment, did you and your sister and your sister-in-law feed into that? And you were like, holy crap, crap. Or were you guys like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's get ourselves no, back. No, I mean, we were, we were like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we were like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's all admirable. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a weirdo thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and there's know. always it's, the, like, yeah. it's always the risk thing, right? Like when you have a lot to lose, maybe she didn't have a lot to lose in life. So why not go sell all the things, move up the life and change? And maybe. There wasn't a huge risk I there. Guess. I don't know. Like, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think yeah. it's about, I think, you know, with your Mean Girls reference there, I think it is. I think it's about, it's just like we build the teams of people that inspire and encourage and whatever. I have to be careful of this sometimes when I hang out with people from different pockets of my past where I can tell that mean girl jasmine could come out if she if she stayed too long do you know what i mean that maybe we don't bring out the best so i try to surround myself with those who will help me encourage it in the other direction <laughs> I, I i have a confession of the yeah. week um my confession of the week is i too have recently had a mean girl um moment where there's someone in my life who's very expressive and I am excited for this person's expression but sometimes it's kind of all over the place and I wonder if I don't appreciate the expression because I'm jealous sometimes or because I am envious of their courage to be as expressive as they are sometimes and then I was reminded this week that no some of what they express is just asshole notions and it's okay for me to be irritated by it sometimes (laughs) I don't think that's the mean girl in me but the truthfulness of just my own opinion is maybe Not all of the expression needs to be out there in the world. But that's just my, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I do. do you think there's things in our lives that we think we're good at that we're not? Like, I don't know. I, like, I, I mean, I don't even want to go down that road. Like, I'm just yeah. going to keep in my, like, blissful ignorance of, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. And this is where we're at. But Yeah. Well, and that idea, <laughs> we don't have to be perfect at everything. Maybe we don't have to be, you know, even close to perfect. I, um... I had someone tell me but last like, week that something not, was definitely. But like when you're not even, yeah, but when yeah. you're like not even mediocre. <laughs> when I was so that's... curious to listen. <laughs> Listeners, we will not be sharing this link with you because we would never hurt someone like that ever. Uh, but I will listen to it and I will report back on what I think, if whether or not I think you're totally off base or if there's maybe not, maybe I'll probably say something like, um, 
I hope they have a backup plan and people who love them encourage them to to maximize the backup plan. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So, no, I just had somebody tell me basically that my expectations were too high and that my desire to be perfect is sort of like, you know, the hindrance. I don't know how I'm feeling about that right now, Shiloh. We might have to have a whole. A whole debrief on that one of the like, you know, my expectations are just too high oh, for myself. They were not about expectations for someone else. It was about on my own. And I'm like, I get yeah. that. And yet, step back. If I want to have high expectations for myself, let me be, you know. So maybe this yeah. individual it, just has super does it high expectations. Impede, mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it impede your ability to function? Uh, Is it, like it was part of a so... discussion about whether or not, you know, that I think I have some concentration problems sometimes and whether or not there's like a reason for that or whether or not I just expect that, you know, I basically was told that like cognitively I'm on track with um, people my own age. So just be happy you're smart. And I was like, well, that doesn't mean it's not harder for me to concentrate. <laughs> like that doesn't mean <laughs> like I get it. Smart. And it basically was like, be happy you're smart and you're just expecting too much. And I was like, or no, like, you know, anyway. It was a whole thing. Speaking of smart. Yeah. Uh, we did the test color. We did do the test color. The test color. Tell listeners where they can find test this week's test if they want to join us. Com. Yes. Um, okay. I just don't even know. Your true personality um, color test. Yeah. So I'm 44% extrovert and 56% introvert according to this. Um. Spoiler alert. I'm exactly the same. extrovert and 56% introvert. Exactly to the number the same. And listeners, the way that you um, did this is that you – first time you go through it, it gives you like – I don't know. I'm going to say like 30 different little color swatches and you pick the ones that you like the most first and you work from the ones you like the most to the ones you like the least. And the second time you do it, you do the reverse where you select the little swatches in the order of what you like the least to what you like the most. And that's how it's decided if we're extroverted or introverted. Um, And then it says that – Things that are like, once again, very generic. Like, am I going to argue with them when they say that um, I am intellectual and um, intelligent and that I wonder and that I inquire before taking any action? Like, am I going to argue with this? Like, yeah. Yeah. So you had, did you have an emotional intelligence that was high? So my highest ones were emotional intelligence, insights, organization abilities, and your creativity. Yeah. So mine was, mine was in there, my emotional intelligence, but my highest was your intellectual performance, then your insights, then your emotional intelligence, and then your energy. Those were the things that were, that were my high yeah. items there. Yeah. But I think we had a lot of the same, like, uh, fine, finally, I think that's supposed to say finally, but mm-hmm. it says finally, you are a manager and a leader and you know how to organize groups of people and how to give them your energy. Oh, do you, give, <laughs> do you give people your energy? You do. You know, but does energy come from inspiration? What does energy come from? I'm not, I'm not, mine says finally, I think you're right, it is supposed to be finally, but finally, you are creative, (laughs) uh, you know how to see beauty, you are intuitive, and your inspiration comes from the inside. Once again, are these things people would argue with? Like, am I going to be like, (laughs) nope, I'm not creative, I'm dull, I'm blah, I'm dull Um, all around. Am I going to say I'm not intuitive? Like, you know, know how to attract people and engage them. That's the last of mine. You are op- an open and good communicator and you know how to attract people and engage them. It sounds like I'm like in on some like manipulate some weird manipulative like 
going to bring you into my energy well, and attract you. It's and not like those you. things are bad or like that they're not true. You do energize people, especially the teams that you work with and, and the people that you work with. And so, you know, all those things. Yeah, mine says you are a manager and structured person. You know how to take into account the needs of each person while leading them to the fixed goals. All right. Fixed goals. Fixed goals. <laughs> fixed goals. Oh, like okay. A show has to come on. I suppose. A commencement must happen. Let's do four ceremonies in one weekend. <laughs> so we I made don't know. It. I don't know who scheduled these last um these twelve days of my life, but I went five days straight. Then we did four we produced four commencement exercises, and now I'm starting on the next production at the Playhouse. I don't know who. What crazy person did this? Today, we uh, meet with Brooke Smith, and you and I have both known Brooke yeah. for quite a long time, and it was really fun to talk mm-hmm. with her. How about it? She had some great insights. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. particularly stuff, on yeah. like different boards that she's worked with. And I really loved her perspective on changing sort of not careers necessarily, but changing goals with different organizations that she's worked with and how that's affected her over time. So that was that was super cool. Hey, Shyla, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah. It's sunny outside-ish, but I'll take yeah, it, right? Yeah, we had T-ball today. That is so draining. I cannot. Anyway. I have spent my life that way, and I suspect, I could be wrong, but I suspect our guest today has also spent a little time, and I know she's time. a baseball lover, yeah. so I'm excited for that yeah, too, yeah. right? So welcome to the show, Brooke. It's really nice to talk with you today. Uh, you're one of those cool people that Shyla and I both know from different, <laughs> different aspects, yeah. and it truly speaks to like small town life and everybody working together to take care of a community. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm a total podcast nerd, so I'm, I'm super excited to, to be featured on one. So thanks for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You've been on our list. It's just, you know, we, we have uh, quite a, a list of people that we've curated over the last couple of, of, of months. So we were excited when you accepted. And uh, you may have forgotten about it. I'm glad I reminded you this morning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, you know, busy woman leadership life. We all need to be helping each other to remember everything, which is awesome. And I suspect that you have a lot going on these days. I hear there's some graduations coming up in your household. There are. Yeah, I'm definitely having all the mom feels right now. Yeah, we have uh, three seniors mm-hmm. at Cedar Crest High School this year. And yeah, looking forward to graduation in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, they say the time flies, but boy, it really does. It so. does. It does. You know, it's funny. When I first met you and your husband, Brian, I think your boys were in middle school. Um, we had the pleasure of being part of uh, Leadership Lebanon Valley a few years okay, ago, yeah. which is a, um, a wonderful educational program that we have here that's run uh, by the Lebanon Chamber of Commerce. And it exposes you to all different areas of the community. And, and some weeks, like there's an agriculture week that I knew really well because I had worked in agriculture, but then there might be something else that's a different system that you don't know. And yeah. so it was really great. But I think your boys were in middle school back then, um, but I'm not surprised. We're, we're still chatting chatting now. So obviously, Shyla and I know you really well, yeah. but our clinkers do not. So yeah. could you give a little <laughs> bit of introduction for our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Brooke Smith, and I was born and raised in Lebanon County, Pennsylvania. And we still live here. I live here with my husband and our four boys and three dogs. And so it's officially a circus at our house uh, most days. <laughs> um, and uh, in fact, our, my mother-in-law recently put an addition on. So she lives here too. So awesome. it, it truly is. Uh, yeah, it, it truly is all walks of life here at our house. Um, I serve currently as the CEO at United Way here in Lebanon County. 
Um, so just happy to serve my local community. And, uh, you know, we're busy doing all the kid things, running for baseball. And like I said, graduation's coming up. And, uh, you know, now we're spending some outdoor time because the weather's finally turning beautiful. So mm -hmm. we're excited about yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a burning question. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to kick off with a burning question. Yes. All right. Yeah. What year did you start at Comp here? When were you? When were you there? Oh gosh, that's not the 20, <laughs> 2014, I think, is when I started at Compere. Okay, so what advice could would you go back and give twenty fourteen Brooke? Oh, this is a good burning question. Wow. I know she asked the hard ones. You know what? I have a, a sign in my office that was given to me um, by a dear friend. That's that's a great gift, and it's something I really have to live by. Um, and, and it's the quote, what if I fail or darling, what if you fly? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, that's the advice I would probably give myself uh, many years ago. And I still sometimes struggle with the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten more comfortable with it. Certainly, I think that's what happens as time goes on and you gain more experiences um, and you have more opportunities, in fact, to do that. Um, but but I remember kind of early in my career, that was a really really hard thing for me and mm -hmm. I wanted to do everything perfect and be perfect and you know that's just not a reality and and you're not always your best when you try to be be yeah. in that space either um so yeah yeah I, I, uh, Stacey Abrams actually her TED talk I don't know if you've ever had a chance to listen to it uh but it's really great and one of the things that she says and I'm gonna really botch this quote but basically her the idea is is that um success is a community as a shared community experience mm -hmm. and failure is a solitary one. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. idea that like people will right. celebrate in your successes, but when you're a visionary, when you're a leader, when you're, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things, it becomes your, your failure to shoulder. And right. I, so I get that. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. No, I totally hear it. And, and Brooke, you're like speaking to me this week because <laughs> I, I had a, um, I had a professional in my life say to me that I, I really thought I was having a problem with, you know, some concentration and especially during pandemic and feeling like I was accomplishing things and, and all of this. And literally the individual said to me, this is not a cognitive issue. This is a perfectionism issue. You, th you think that you have to accomplish 100% when it is normal to not be perfect. It is normal to yeah. not have that. And I was like, oh, that hit hard. <laughs> that hit real hard. So I agree. Brooke, that's fantastic advice to, yeah. to go back and, and say, how about you, Shyla? I love this question. What would you, oh. What's advice you'd go back? Run. <laughs> I love it. No, that's not true. No, but some days. But some days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you if you were going back to Shiloh a few years back and uh, you were just walking into the Karen cupboard, what would be your advice to yourself? The advice to myself would be, um, I think, do the things that that you can and and soak up as much as you can and mm -hmm. be proactive in professional development because nonprofit land is such a funny little thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, boards and board development and understanding all of that, um, definitely, yeah, would be more, I mean, I have done a lot, but right. it, I think it, on the front end, understanding, knowing what I didn't know, mm -hmm. I think is really, well, professional really development's hard in that yeah. way. Yeah. It really is. So yeah, Brooke, you've had, had a variety of different opportunities, um, in our area to, to be a leader, to do those things with Compier, which I think might be where you were when I first met you. But I, I was saying this to Shyla earlier today. I honestly can't even remember because 
you've had these different leadership positions and have really been the the front runner of giving the suggestions that are needed with the organizations you're with. And you know, what it, what was your approach as you took those different positions? Did, were you the kind of leader who likes to come in and watch and look around a little bit before you make changes? Are you the kind of leader who likes to come in and sort of make some active changes right away? Because I think there's there's so much strength in all those different techniques mm-hmm. and ways. But what's been your approach as you've had different new leadership um, opportunities in your life? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, you know, I think it depends on the situation and the organization and kind of what you're walking into. Um, You know, when I took over as executive director for Compeer, I had been in early childhood education literally for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I directed two larger child care centers here in Lebanon County. And honestly, in in our leadership Lebanon Valley class, it was a health and human service day that that turned a corner for Mm -hmm. me. I left that day feeling so moved and compelled and I'm like, I I need to get back into social services. Um, That's where I started my career right out of college. I kind of fell into early childhood education, um, stayed there for a period of time and and that day spoke to me and I said, I I Mm -hmm. need to be back into this. Um, And so walking into Compeer, it was a really small organization. I mean, I, I felt at that point, the board was really looking to me to bring some leadership and new ideas. Um, And so, you know, we launched a new program, we grew our volunteer base uh, greatly during during the time I was there. Um, And so I feel like the opportunities I've been given have been a lot of doors where folks are almost looking for me to bring some of those new ideas Mm -hmm. um, and bring some of the change to the table. Um, When I went to United Way as director of community impact, it was a brand new role. Um, it was a, a, a new initiative kind of working forward in the organization and they were looking for me to kind of, you know, dig in and be a content expert and, and do what I could to to lead the organization in that space. Um, you know, and kind of again coming back in into the organization as the CEO, you know, again they were in a in a point of transition mm-hmm. and, and really leaning into uh, you know, a new leader with some new vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really smart too. to, and I'm sure you had these conversations as you were interviewing for those positions, but truly saying, what are you looking for right now? Um, sometimes I find there's a disconnect between what truly the board or those who are hiring you are looking for versus those who you will work with think the organization wants. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think sometimes there can be criticism of a leader to coming in and either not moving fast enough Mm -hmm. or moving too quickly Mm -hmm. because there hasn't been the time to really educate the whole organization of what we're looking to do next, you know, which is really, which is so important, which is is so important in leadership. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm I'm sometimes very passive and that, that Mm -hmm. like makes people crazy, but you know, I work in a very heavy volunteer Mm -hmm. place. So one volunteer thinks things should be done X way. And if we mm-hmm. made all of the changes that everybody wanted, mm-hmm. it would just look different every oh, day. Oh, sure, sure, sure. There has to be, that's true. There has to be some type of commonality of the things that no, are going like, on. Yeah. You know, if you say to me three times, we need the mm-hmm. thing, and it's three different people, okay, then we probably need the yeah. thing. But if one person says, we need to do X, Y, and Z, I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't know. Well, let me like have a couple minutes yeah. to like, I have, know, I'm I a marinator. I tend to be yeah. this person who's like, that's really interesting. I'll give that some thought. And I'm like, 
like, no, I really do mean that. I know it sounds trite, but I swear. <laughs> like, you know, but if you, because I've learned, you know, there's nothing that you want to go like, that's great. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Like that, you know, is really, you got to be really careful on that, yeah. on that kind of thing. So especially when it comes to new ideas of fundraising, new ways right. of doing it, you know, all of those different things. You can't yeah. pick up every fundraiser that comes yeah, to the so, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, Google's uh, like meeting mentality, mm-hmm. there's like a whole thing on like everybody should have a, an opportunity to speak during meetings, mm-hmm. right? Um, is this something that you do and value in like your operations team when you're you're with your paid staff or with your board, which your board is huge. So God bless mm-hmm. you, girlfriend. It is like, huge. That is like a, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 that's a thing all of, and of itself. Um, but w- what's your what's your take on giving people voice and providing voice? Um, because if you're anything like me, you've already made a lot of decisions because you see the bigger picture and know why, you know, well, things that's the definition of vision, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still want to give people wins. So how do you approach that? Yeah, you know, I think with our team, our team is so small. There's four of us um, in the office. And certainly within the board, um, yeah, it is a challenge at times to, to give all 26 members mm-hmm. a voice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but even if that's not necessarily in a meeting, perhaps it's outside of a meeting one-on-one, those types of things. But, um, my team, yeah, I mean, we, we meet every week. We have a, a several hour team meeting to kind of touch base on our initiatives and, and see where folks are. And my goal is really to get other voices in the room. Um, I would say I'm very much, especially working alongside my team, I'm the leader who is open to other suggestions. I'm certainly not the smartest person in the room, and that's okay on many things, right? And that's what makes a really good team. You know, we have folks that are skilled in so many different areas, um, and I'm really, truly blessed with the talents that folks bring to the table that, that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that welcoming nature of it, of, you know, of yeah. saying, um, I love when I, I work on a team, um, and other people can see that, you know, they'll come yeah. in and I, I have some dear friends who sort of work in the same way I do with my organization with sort of replica organizations in other areas. And they will often say like, you know, they're envious in the best of ways of the team, because I think when you can really listen to each other and, and, and really appreciate what each other brings, it's apparent to other people. They can yeah. see the calmness that that brings and the confidence yeah. that that brings. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So it sounds like Compere and United Way, very different size boards. Would that be true? Did, did Compere also have a board, but much smaller? What's, can, Absolutely. Can you can you just talk a little bit about like what's I'm sure they both had their their pros and their cons of mm-hmm. things you know can you talk just a little bit about what what it's like to work with the different uh, different board makeups you know we we were talking earlier today with someone about how boards are made up in very different ways and it sounds like you've really had some contrast in that yeah. what's that been like <laughs> um, you know it's been really interesting to navigate for sure mm-hmm. and I think you know when when you go into and and Shyla you know certainly chime in here but. Going into nonprofit work in a leadership role, I think I was really naive um, into some of some of the challenges and intricacies in, in relating to a board and, and kind of bringing everybody together behind a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly Compere, yes, they that was a much smaller board. I think we had 11 or so, you know, a dozen board members versus, you know, when I first came back in the CEO role at United Way, we had 35. Now through... Uh, you know, some folks transitioning out of their um, their terms, we're, we're kind of backing in that down. And the goal is to kind of reduce the size sure. of the board. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, historically with our United Way, the reason the board was so large was because um, with the workplace campaigns, they wanted to bring folks in from some of the companies to sure. represent and be a voice for the company. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they were really the active folks who would go back to the company and they would be the ones who would run the workplace campaigns. That has since transitioned but kind of the makeup of the board didn't transition with that change, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, one of the, the biggest things that I found really useful was trying to meet with each board member one on one just to understand what's driving people. Right. Why? You know, I think folks have different reasons for being on different boards. Mm -hmm. Um, and to, to really understand what's driving somebody, I think, is really critical um, in how you approach conversations and relationships with that person and, and also getting to understand what their strengths are and interests so you know how to best engage them in the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that approach. I think it's really thoughtful and, and really centers all around engagement, which we all know that engaged people take action, right? right. That, that you can't, if you don't have a passion and you're not engaged in something, you won't take action. And at the end of the day, a board member needs to take action on right. behalf of the organization. So I yeah. think that's a really, really great approach. Yeah. How mm -hmm. do you have that conversation with board, your board members? Like, do you have, in any of the boards you've worked with, like, do you have um, board orientation? How do you talk about, you know, the idea of like two of three time, talent, treasure, right? Like, you've got, <laughs> it's like the thing I say, it's like the, 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 the thing I harp on all the time, but right. Like if you're not bringing those things in, you're not engaged in the organization and you don't have a 30 second elevator pitch to talk about what you're doing and why, um, you know, is it, is it the right place for you to be? And how do you talk tackle those conversations with your board because those aren't always easy it's combos, hard it's right? hard it's hard yeah <laughs> I think it is really hard and you know honestly I I've been in this role 18 months and I haven't onboarded a new board member yet mm -hmm. um we are in the process right now of like I had mentioned kind of re reducing the size so through attrition mm -hmm. but at the same time really working on a strategy to diversify our board in, in many different fashions mm -hmm. um you know both age and um, culture and just many different ways. So we really want to be strategic in the ways that we're looking to do that. Mm -hmm. um, we just re, re um, invented our bylaws, if you will. So we updated those mm -hmm. over the last year. We did a new strategic plan. So I, I would say we're almost, uh, you know, reinvigorating the organization from the inside out mm -hmm. and, you know, looking at policies and structures. Um, so yeah, do we have board orientation? Yep, those are things that we're actually digging into right now with an admin committee to update and make sure they're in a good place. So mm -hmm. when we are looking to bring new folks on, you know, people people know right up front what are the expectations, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, mean? you know, we have a a board matrix where we can kind of look at you know what talents do they bring to the table, um, and you know what types of uh, pieces mm -hmm. of the work would they most um, be interested in and in fitting into yeah. yeah i wonder if 2020 was like the year like everybody reset. realized yeah everybody <laughs> realized because we're kind of doing some a lot of the similar yeah. things of like what what pieces go where and how does it all fit and all that kind of well, stuff. well i think and, a piece yeah, of pandemic good. life you know like we talk about how it forced us to kind of slow some things in our personal lives i think in board nonprofit life it did we couldn't do the traditional work we were right, doing yeah. and so in <laughs> in lieu of that i think we you know, you were taking a look at that just coming on. My goodness, you must have only been with the organization for a number of months. <laughs> and even while I know it's your second time through, like, you know, or an extension of before, that's, you know, you really were probably like, well, what do I do now in, in yeah. pandemic time, you know, kind what of deal. And so like, why yeah. not take the opportunity to do some of the things that we wish mm -hmm. we always had time to do, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I know I know the our, our board looks different. We have different people at the at the playhouse. That's a completely different board. Whereas with Palmyra Theater, that board is actually identically the same and all of those individuals are staying on for another year yeah. so that there isn't because they had a really solid thing going. Yeah. So one organization mm-hmm. that really needed some changes took the opportunity to make the changes right. and the other one said let's keep the stability yeah. of what we have going. So I think you're right in the 2020 was that year for for sure. Yeah. So the other burning question I'm dying to know, because, you know, I, I've got lots of questions for you, Brooke. We often interface in professional settings and not in a, like, conversation because of COVID. Here mm-hmm. we are, right? Um, so <laughs> I want to know what you do about um, imposter syndrome creep, because I'm sure you have it just like we do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can totally have, a, like, a whole session on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think... I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb and say, being a female leader, especially, um, I'm the first female leader in our organization. Um, it's been all males in the past. Mm-hmm. I have a, a male dominated board at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it be because I'm female or not, um, I think I internalize some things and, and feel in a sense like I have to prove myself more or I have to work harder, or, you know, I I constantly, again, it comes back to that perfection piece. Mm -hmm. Have I dealt with self-doubt in my work? Absolutely, 150%. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think for me, for a long time, I feel like I let my work positions define me. Mm. Um, And I've really been working hard to um, strengthen my own spiritual faith Mm -hmm. um, and really kind of find my place in the world that is not necessarily attached to a job, a title, a position, but, but what is it? Like, what is my purpose for being here? And I feel like that has really helped me not tie my own self-esteem, my, you know, appreciating my own accomplishments to someone else's response. Mm. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I heard a, a, a great sermon a few months ago from our new pastor at the church. And he said, so many people, hold their mirror outwards when you should be holding it up. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like, wow. And you know, I, I, again, I think through time, you, you learn to find the things that you know that you do well and be okay to appreciate it. I feel like for a long time, it was hard for me to do that. You know, people would say, wow, that, you know, that was a really great thing. And, and I would be humble and just be like, well, you know, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think over time you say, yeah, you know what? I worked really hard and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to appreciate that for myself. And I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need you to appreciate it, <laughs> but I'm going to find a way to do that for myself. Um, is it something I still struggle with? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly this position has pushed me in ways I've never been stretched before. It's uncomfortable, um, but but I truly do believe when you're uncomfortable, you grow. Mm-hmm. You know, if I stayed in a space where I wasn't being pushed, A, I'd probably be bored. <laughs> um, but but B, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to fail. I wouldn't fall, you know, mm-hmm. because I'd, I'd know how to do all those things, but also I would never grow yeah. um, and, and would never strive for more. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's shiny, you know, and I think about like going back to a shift job, mm-hmm. like where I didn't have my email attached to my personal, like my phone, right. where, you know, literally I would. <laughs> were you going to call clock. in the middle of the night? Oh, we yeah. were literally hanging out in the middle of, like we were hanging out last night and we, and she gets like, 
um, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought she fell asleep on the couch. And I was like, oh, she fell asleep. Okay, this is good. And the next thing I know, she's like taking a work call at like 1230 at night. And because that's the way <laughs> her job is. And she's got to she's gotta take care of the people. And she was up and she was alert. And it was it was funny because I was relaying this to Mark this morning. And I was like, no, you thought that. And he was like, I heard her answer the phone. And I'm like, because, because you have to do the thing. You have to do the thing. And while you wouldn't have that in the shift work, right? right. You wouldn't have that piece. You also you know, you were happy to be in that mode of assisting and helping because we can't only help people between nine and five. Right. It's just never well, going to work that and way, that's, right? That's yeah. exactly what my And it was wasn't the be. whole night. It was this very, right. like, I don't want to act like there's an, a little bit of a life-work balance there, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, no, and that's exactly mm-hmm. my point is that, you know, I, I could go back to a job like that mm-hmm. where I didn't have very much say in policy and driving things and making change mm-hmm. and affecting change and, and, and using my voice in, 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 I hope, good ways, you know, in this job while it can be really challenging challenging and it can be a lot and it can be all consuming mm-hmm. I at least have the ability to affect change and to use my voice mm-hmm. for you know for for people and to, and to strengthen our community and that's at the end of the day you know I, I try ways. to I try to keep that perspective and for me it's it's like I just try to think am I better today than I was yesterday mm-hmm. and if I'm just moving that a little bit at a time that's all I can expect for myself and that's where we're going to be like so good, it's just so, so f- interesting listening to both of you, you know talk about how we're balancing and you're absolutely right as female leaders like mm-hmm. let's call it what it is Brooke you were like I'm gonna go out on a limb I'm gonna say this because you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah. we are three female leaders yeah. in our community talking about this you know and we we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't a true issue and, and thing we're trying to balance this idea of we we are not imposters we are hard-working people who can you know say that that criticism that we're internalizing in a way that maybe we shouldn't be and should flip that. I love that idea of the mirror and flipping it out and flipping it in a different way. But at the same time saying, I am confident and I can do this. And I've chosen mm-hmm. that while this job is difficult, I want to do this because I can make this difference. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting how the balance of those things, right? It's a spectrum. We right. Shyla and I are at the point in our lives where we think everything is a spectrum. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that like when we were younger, we thought everything was so black and white. And now we're like, the whole yeah, world is a spectrum, spectrum, you know? And if you put imposter on one side and confidence on the other is that that even that spectrum I don't know but it's definitely something that we're all we're all striving you know pushing through here pushing through for our our community most definitely so speaking of creating a a community of things you and and your husband Brian who I know well and it's funny you were talking about your mother-in-law before I've sung in a choir with her before and your (laughs) sister your sister-in-law you know it works in the medical industry and does for the you know having a family that is so service oriented and you've you've got these young boys who are who are graduating going off in the world what is it like to talk about service in your household what did what is the and with your strong faith you know how how do you hope and how do you instill in them what comes next for them service in their community you know it's it's interesting because we talk about this all the time um and, and i would say um our older boys, sometimes it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> um, you know, we, we pull them into serving meals and uh-huh. stuffing envelopes and helping at events and, you know, doing all of those things. And certainly, you know, we, we talk about the importance of it. They hear it from us. They hear it from um, church. And then you have our eight-year-old who has really grown up in all of that. Mm-hmm. And we go through the Dunkin' Donuts drive through this morning and he said, Mom, I think you should pay for that lady behind us. She Aww. looks sad and it would be something kind to do, mm-hmm. right? I love that. 
totally unsolicited. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I think it's also where they are in their lives, you know, Um, and and where we were in our lives during their young years, right? (laughs) You know, it's it's funny, we struggle with our with our Aaron, because he's our younger one, our children are eight years apart, you know, and when it was just Rosemary, it was really easy to pick her up and take her along on all the service things, right? And with Aaron, until he was in middle school, we would often have somebody help with that piece, you know, it's just a thing. And for Aaron, he was sort of like in middle school on, especially in the theater world, you know, that's community service that our whole family got got sort of involved in and he was kind of forced to do it so he had to take a step back from it to now give his time again to it which is you know so it sounds like your young guy yeah has has risen up in it in a different way than maybe you were able to with with three young boys early on yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and you know i i guess our our biggest wish for them is for them to find their way Mm -hmm. find something that they're passionate about whatever that is um and find a way to serve and and to give back and you know we always try to put things into perspective when they're having a moment (laughs) uh you know (laughs) like let's really think about this and think about all we have to be grateful for Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it is tough derek and i were just talking about this because our our nine-year-old he's been he's been throwing me a lot of sass lately and I'm just not feeling it. And I'm like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and Derek used the, you know, the whole like, well, maybe we need to have him volunteer more. And I'm like, no, this is the exploitation of like, <laughs> this is what, like, no. Did he miss the part where he has had, he has had an ID card at the caring cupboard for as long as I can remember. <laughs> right. I think that child came out of the womb with one. Like, right. I don't know. But like, yeah. but like the idea that <laughs> we like, and we get these calls all the time and I don't begrudge parents because I, mm-hmm. I get what they're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, like, this is not a negative. I, I, it is not, I get it. But there is this element of like, I can't give you perspective without showing you what that perspective is. Right? So they want them to so, volunteer so yes. they can see a different side of yes. life. Oh, right. I see what so you're like saying. You, you know, it becomes mm-hmm. almost exploitive that like, right. I'm going to use your organization to teach my kid how to not yeah. suck ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but true. Like, yeah. And so it's a very odd yeah. like, uh, thing to wrap my head around. I'm not so, usually yeah. a big like, like, boy versus girl gender oriented thing you know that I have kids who like you know yeah. Rosemary played with cars as much as Aaron did and you know I'm not usually going to do that but I do think there's something about like when you said I just I hope they find their way like I hope what, there is something about boys of needing to truly like experience and I, I think that's all children too don't get me wrong but like they will find their way but not shoving it in a certain direction like I think what you're saying is sort of making this contrived thing of I'll, yes. I'll, I'll put you in this volunteerism thing and you'll yes. learn the thing and, right. and we all know as parents that crap's not really going to fly like yeah. they really need to find it on their own and, and they will and so I appreciate your honesty in that Brooke because yeah. I think you're absolutely right we can't we can't force them this way I was just having this conversation with Rosemary about Aaron because you know being eight years older she's now 28 he's 20 he thinks he knows absolutely everything well, and I, I keep saying to her like I was like Rosemary can I remind you that 20 year old us didn't know everything and, and we definitely would not want especially in COVID times and lots of opinion times like yeah. I sometimes worry about what I would have said yeah. I'm so well, glad I can't I think it's, it's yeah. about that you think you know everything you mm-hmm. just don't know what you don't know oh 100 I think that's what 100 right? yeah. you don't know what you don't know <laughs> you don't exactly know you don't know. and so I said to her Rosemary like I think you just need to remind yourself that your brother needs to learn on his own here some yeah. and, and I think you're right he'll find his way too and and our boys will someday <laughs> Oh, look at us, boy moms. Look at what we got going here. Yeah. I know. It's so crazy. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, geez, we could talk forever. We We could. say this about... But it's true. We could, yes. ...of our guests. But, uh, Brooke, as you know, uh, before we let you go, we have three burning questions. This is make total of five for the day for you, Brooke. I mean, that's yes. a lot. We have a lot of burning <laughs> questions. But the first, the next one is pretty easy, uh, which is, um, what is your favorite coffee beverage? My favorite coffee beverage, 
So I love Whiff Roasters Snickerdoodle Coffee. Um, it is delicious. And I came upon it at Fox Meadows Creamery. Actually, mm -hmm. I was not even looking for coffee. And I was waiting in the long line for ice cream and came across it. And it is delicious. So literally and cream. I have to have cream in my coffee. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a big coffee drinker. And just kind of different flavors. Creamer, no right? powder creamer. Or anti powder no creamer. Man. That is like a that's a sin like on a level. I don't even know how they make that stuff. I'm gonna watch like the PCN tour of how right? that's even made. Gross. Yeah, absolutely. So oh that's sounds delicious though, and, Brooke. And I'm gonna have to find that. With is a is a Lancaster County Mm -hmm. um uh -huh. uh, their uh, roasters yeah you so. now make me want to go to fox meadow because then i can yeah. get ice cream and coffee which is pretty much like <laughs> the ultimate of my life. life so i would totally take yeah. that definitely I had ice cream for lunch yesterday was, way to yeah, go you way to go you shyla right, gets the yeah. second question here uh, sometimes i think it's a little more fun not gonna lie <laughs> but go ahead yeah so we want to know brooke what is your favorite uh, adult beverage so my favorite adult beverage that's a mixed drink is a Moscow Mule mm -hmm. with lime, mm -hmm. my favorite. And I also, given the choice of beer or wine, I always pick beer and I love sour beers, any sour beer. All right. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get together soon and celebrate over some sour beer. And, yeah. But I like a good Moscow Mule. I'm a mixed yeah. drink fan, so yeah. I would I would definitely I like give her that. Yeah. Our third and final question <laughs> is actually our absolute favorite. And so Shyla, take it yeah. away. Yeah. So we want to know, Brooke, what's your passion? Hmm. I think my biggest passion is helping to push to a place where everybody has the opportunity to be the best version of themselves, whatever that looks like for them. Um, you know, I think especially over the last year, we've been through, through so much adversity as a nation, as a community. There's been so much uh, struggle on so many levels. Um, and I think that's what always drives me, trying to get to a place where we can just give opportunity to everyone um, and, and just helping people rise up and, and be what they want to be and, and how they want to serve and where they want to be in this life. That's what that's what my passion is. That's what really drives me. Well, awesome. thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for all you do to, to make that happen in our community. You know, it, it is such a, it really is a wonderful community that we get to live in. And I'm so thrilled that we, we get to celebrate you and all that you do for it. So yeah. uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink!